This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin and Will, and we're talking about some live action, folks. It is football time. It's ready. It's time. It's, woo, let's go. Let's go. Helmets, pads, we're going to make them clap, Jack. Let's go. We got a new squad, new coach, going to be playing a relatively a new team in Vegas, you know, locale-wise. And uh, quite frankly, folks, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about what's going to go down in uh, old Vegas. Uh, we got some uh, new faces on the defense. We're going to give you a, a, a quick rundown on the starters on the defensive side of the football. Um, and then we're going to get into a uh, some of a, a pregame breakdown of the uh, the Vegas Raiders versus the Carolina Panthers. And uh, some other little, little tidbits in there uh, about the Carolina Panther organization and you know, um, new acquisitions and things of that nature. So um, this is going to be a pretty straightforward fo- uh podcast podcast <laughs> and um shoot folks it's football time yeah they, people thought that covid was going to choke the life out of the nfl and they said uh hell no not the day not the day we're playing some football and it's carolina panther football on top of that oh man that's a win-win jack all right so ladies and gentlemen hold on to your hats the Four Man Rush podcast is on station. So, um, Kevin, we'll start off with you, man. Um, I guess we'll do a quick rundown of the uh, defensive starters, and then we'll transition over to the uh, the uh, Vegas uh, Vegas ga- uh, pregame breakdown. Excuse me, and I talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, um, Kev, we'll start. Uh, I guess we'll start with the fr- uh, with the front, you know, D- uh, DTs and DNs. And um, we'll switch to linebackers with you, Will, and uh, you know, talk about this guys. Both of you guys will talk about the secondary because it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot to talk about with that. So, um, hey, let's get started, man. Kev, how, how you liking this defensive front, man? And boy, there's some, oh, boy, boy, there's some thoroughbreds on that front, boy. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm definitely excited about this. This deep, this revamped, refurbished, uh, revitalized defensive line because after what we saw. Last couple of years in the def- in the trenches, this was a this was a makeover that was needed like no other, and I'm definitely glad to that the moves that was made, the players we was able to uh, acquire not only in free agency and draft, but players that we're getting back as well. Uh, for me, it all starts from the front with the with the with the captain of the group per se, you know, Mr. Kawan Short, you know, Mr. KK, you know, coming back from a, a torn shoulder injury and honestly I, I was one of the first ones to say that might have given him the break that he needed to get that second win in the second part of the prime of his career you know he's pretty much been playing a starter significant rep since he was drafted as a rookie in 20 2013 so you know went hard for six years had a year off and you know, nothing like the newness of a new coach, new system, new style to, you know, get them layers up under you. So we uh, definitely, we definitely look forward to seeing how how he's going to perform here. But definitely, if he can get in, if he can get back to his anywhere from 2015 to 2017 performance, folks, it's going to be a long day for opposing the offensive lines because. I would say I'm gonna go out and far and say he probably has the best alignment, a best assortment of partners on defensive line that he's ever had in his career. So this year, the 2020 Carolina Panthers, it's pretty much gonna be pick your poison. Mm. You know when we roll when we roll out because you know I, you know, I don't want to brag too much, but um, you know my 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 bromance crush that I had it since October we ended up drafting him. That would be the number one, Mr. Derrick Brown out of out of Auburn um, <laughs> University of Auburn. So, uh, I'm definitely, definitely stoked about him. Uh, Will was one of the first ones to bring it to the attention, and then I saw enough on film, and I just, hey, I mean, I like watching SEC football anyway, but uh, he definitely was a reason to uh, tune in and and to watch. And I'm just, I'm just excited that he was the guy that we 
drafted. I was scared draft night. I'm not even gonna lie. I thought maybe Detroit <laughs> was gonna get him. I thought maybe Gettleman yeah. might might swoop in. But yeah. uh, once yeah. he got past, uh, once he got past them, I wasn't worried about Miami and or the, or the Chargers. I knew we was about to cash that check. So, you know, the combination of of Derrick Brown and Kawan Short in the middle of our defensive line, it gives me gives me a lot of reason to be optimistic of. All those runs up the middle, them days, them days are, them days gonna be no more in my opinion. Now flanking them on the outside, you know, I I, I like what we got. We got the uh, second year, the first round pick in 2019 coming back, Mr. Brian Burns, um, and he's coming back, you know, a little bit more chiseled, a little bit more muscle. He's 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 made his point the last two off seasons to add at least 15 pounds because when he was at Florida State, he was playing around 225. So when he when he, when we drafted him, he became a rookie last year. He he put on 15 pounds, got up to 240, and this past off season he put on another 15 pounds. Now he's up to about 255. But you know this is good healthy weight. You know with the NFL, you know way they do the food and and uh, weightlifting. And Tim, you you know with this being your profession, you would know all about the the proper ways to effectively for a player to gain weight, yep. gain muscle mass, and things like that. You know to do it on the levels of uh, the the access of the NFL, I'm sure this is good, healthy weight. You know, they, I don't see him being slowed down by gaining this, you know, 40 pounds in the last, I mean, 30 pounds in the last two seasons. So, man, you know, he just got that frame that's needed. And and if he can um, learn how to do a little bit better against the run, because we know what he can do against the pass. Oh, man. We already, we already know that. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he don't have to worry about playing special teams no more, that's even better. <laughs> the hell, Rivera! Yeah. Right, and then on the other side, you know, we got uh, we got the got a got a rookie. We got a second rookie on the defensive line, but you know, this rookie gonna I think is capable more than holding his own. Mister Util Gross Meadows out of Penn State, second round pick, considered a steal by many because many draft experts had him as a mid to late first round pick. So for us to get him in the second round, that's definitely some. That's definitely some value. We're talking about someone that's six five. About I think he's coming in around about two sixty five, two seventy himself. Yep. So he definitely has a frame on him, the the prototypical, you know, DN type frame. Uh-huh. I, I just like the fact that he was second among Power Five conferences in tackles for loss, and of course, our own other rookie, Derrick Brown, was number one. So we got the number one and number two in tackles for loss the last two years in uh, college football now starting on our defensive line. Now, I know some of y'all going to be like, but that's college football. Yeah, but okay. making plays is making plays on any level. Right on. So, hey, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. As far as depth along the defensive line, I-, I think we got much better depth than we've had in a long time as well, To especially with a good solid rotation. I love the fact that uh, defense coordinator Phil Snow loves to rotate um, his players. So, you know, it, it won't be just – the same players dominating the reps. Uh, start again with a defensive tackle. Uh, we got Bravion Roy, another rookie, a, a Baylor product as well, coming uh-huh. uh, coming in. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was fifth in tackle for losses. So that's why I said to him, them, all that running up the middle, I think them days is over, bro. Done. You know, Done. We, we, you know the four-man rush, we'll check the metrics that's out there that uh, show how much runs up the middle throughout the season. We'll definitely let you folks know how we are going to put a stranglehold on that. Um, also, uh, another guy that can play D-tackle but also can play D-in is a uh, free agent. Uh, I think his name is Zach Kerr. Uh, he's someone that had a really good training camp. I like the fact that, you know, he got that position flexibility, can play inside, outside, mm-hmm. and still be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, as the defense ends, we got – I think we got uh, um, Stephen Weatherly, the free agent pickup acquisition out of – Minnesota, who who a lot of Minnesota Viking fans hated to see leave, they 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 felt like he was someone that was up and coming, but you know, sit behind two Pro Bowlers at defense, and you know, he just got limited reps. So uh, he's definitely going to be in the mix um, with that as well. And then we have our own coming back, um, you know, Marquise Haynes, uh, F.A. Obata. So um, and I think the new guy that we just picked up off waivers, I can't think of his name right now, but. You know, I'll figure it out later. But overall, our defensive line, 
Yeah, I, I think that um, I think things gonna be looking a lot different than what we've seen the last two years in a, in a good way. Mm. And as we all know, it always starts up front. It always starts in the trenches. But I think that we finally had the tools in the trenches to really get the job done. Now it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some growing pains. But you're gonna see that steady, slow but steady progression week by week with the play in the trenches, especially on the defense line side. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. The A-gap is no more, ladies and gentlemen. I repeat, the A-gap is closed. <laughs> the A-gap, hell, the B-gap might be closed, too, because we're going to talk about them linebackers right now. Uh, yeah, Will, uh, what's, what's up What's up? These this linebacker core, man? I mean, we know we know them guys are going to be moving the, moving the gaps around up front, man. Them linebackers should be flying around just smacking people in the damn teeth. Yeah, just the first, the guy we got from uh, Philadelphia is Sharif Miller. He was actually your Toro Gross Models teammate and a opposite defensive end at Penn State. Shit. And then we got, um, so that's a nice reunion there at the Word. defensive end position. Yeah. But the linebacker, we got um, the Mike backer this year is going to be Tahir Whitehead. And, I mean, don't think of him as a Luke Keekley replacement. Luke's in his own league. You know, there's never going to be another Luke Keekley. So Tahir just got to come in here. And be the best to hear Whitehead he can be. I mean, he's got experience. He's very stout against the run. He's a hard hitter. He has plays with a high level of energy. Uh, he struggles a bit in pass coverage, which may be a bit of a concern. But overall, I think it's a good pickup. He played for Matt Rule and Phil Snow at Temple. So, actually, no, he did not. He, I think he – I can't remember what year he might have left Temple – but he used to come back to the school and speak while Matt Rule was the coach there. Oh, man. Can't remember completely, but they did have a previous relationship before yeah. he bought him here at Carolina to be his Mike Backer. So, right. you know, that's where it's all going to start. You know, at the wheel, we're going to have Shaq Thompson. You know, he's got a fresh off a new contract coming off of one of his better years last year. Mm-hmm. But now with uh, Luke out of the picture, it's time for him to prosper and be his own guy now. And I think he's up for the challenge. They paid him like a top-tier linebacker. So, you know, we'll see how he goes there. He was struggling in training camp with a groin injury, I believe. But I think he's back at practice this week, and he's all ready to go Sunday. So I'm looking forward. You know, I want to finally see Shaq Thompson break out. I like his skill set. He's a very versatile. He can cover. He He's good in coverage. He can blitz off the edge. Mm-hmm. Good blitzer. He's a good pass rusher. Good against the run. We just want to see it all come together for him this year and finally – see that first-round pick that we've been looking forward to seeing for all these years. Mm-hmm. At the Sam linebacker, now this is where it gets interesting because of how Phil Snow's scheme works. Don't look at it as really a 3-4, 4-3 or anything like that. You're going to have pretty much a nickel Sam. So think of it like a big nickel where you're going to have a guy there that's more stout against the run than a smaller cornerback would be. Mm-hmm. But he's better in coverage to know to match up with tight ends, backs, and receivers than maybe a traditional Sam linebacker would be. So you need kind of that hybrid player that has the athletic profile to be versatile and do all of those things. And right now, that's going to be rookie Jeremy Chen, who's going to be kind of a safety linebacker hybrid that can allow us to have those matchups and that flexibility at that position. But the way the depth chart is set up now, it's kind of a 1A and 1B type deal. You're going to have Jeremy Chin as Nickel Sam and probably Jermaine Carter as your Sam linebacker. So maybe if you're in an obvious rundown or a team comes out in 12 personnel or heavy formation, you want a little bit more meat out there, you'll probably sub Chin out and put Jermaine Carter in there just to get that better run support. Or if a team comes out in, let's say, 10 or 11 personnel, but probably more so 10 personnel, then you can have a pure nickel and bring in one of your third corners which we'll talk about in a minute. So that's the kind of flexibility he's going to have with these base defense and sub packages. I think Chen will kind of see the majority of the reps there is that nickel Sam. You're going to see Jermaine Carter and a a more pure cover corner rotate with him depending on the personnel package that the offense comes out with. Now behind them, as far as depth goes, we got a Darius Taylor who had a very good camp. So he's going to be the backup to – to hear Whitehead, they got Julian Stanford out of Buffalo, who they really like as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's what one, two, three, four. Who else did they sign? Oh, I think I got them all. I think so. But um, as far as um, Darius Taylor, what Matt Rule said about him was just the high energy level. He was playing with it every practice. And what's interesting is you see him earn that black jersey as a starter. So I think he'll also get some of those reps behind Jermaine Carter as well. And uh, nope, those are all the linebackers that made the team. You're carrying four linebackers and Jeremy Chin is kind of your nickel Sam. Yeah. And he he provides a level of versatility, man. That's that's unique for the for the Panther franchise. I think we've never had had a, a nickel that size. His wingspan. I mean, what is six four two something? I mean, good gosh, people. Whew. And it, it, I don't know if you guys have been watching uh, those clips on the uh, Panther webpage um, from practice and things like that. But Chan Chan be laying the wood to people, folks. Wow. <laughs> Watch out now. now. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, safeties and secondary secondary personnel, let's uh, let's jump on them corners, man. We know we got D Jack. Uh, who who else been wearing the black jerseys in practice, Kev? Well, as far as the cornerbacks go, uh, took a little took a little. Well, depends on how you look at it. Uh, I'm gonna call it a blow because he was coming here and expected to compete to get reps. Uh, Eli Apple was put on the uh, reserve injured list, so he won't be uh, eligible to come back until at least uh, week th- week three uh, is when he'll be uh, eligible to return. You know, pretty much battling a combination of, I think it was um, ankle injury and a couple other nicks, so they just want to give him time to uh, get his body right. So that allowed uh, another rookie to come up into the scene. Um you know, our Jadarius' favorite boy, Troy Pry Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. J- J- yeah. Jadarius yeah, loves that guy. <laughs> yeah, make sure we tag him on this portion, simply because I said that. But, yeah, but, you know, all, you know, so him and, you know, Dante Jackson mm-hmm. are looking like, as of right now, assumably going to be the, the, the outside cornerbacks whenever we – uh trot out on the field likely it's going to be nickel because a majority of the NFL now is you know pretty much 11 personnel three three wide coming out so nickel is pretty much the new base mm. right now with it being you know with defenses playing you know nickel sub packaging at least 60 70 percent of the game now mm-hmm. so definitely uh definitely it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out also someone that Seems to resurrect from the dead, just like uh, Jason Voorhees does. We got Corn Elder, who finally turned his head around, uh, made it back here to Carolina. Lord of mercy! And then got back in the mix of things. So, oh, cornbread, oh, corn, yeah. So you know, we gave him a hard time about about not turning his head around against that game in Seattle in 2018, and oh, rightfully so. Uh, but you know, just just think about it. he's really a nickel. He's really a nickel guy that's that was forced in to uh, play outside yeah. and. You know, Russell Wilson see that. He's going to target you all day long. So, you know, it, it is what it is. It is. Uh, you know, we, we, let's see what he's learned from that experience. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure he's heard all the jokes and everything about that. Um, another guy that's that was picked up, I believe, off waivers um, was uh, Rasul Douglas. And I'm going to be honest, with, with the limited amount of uh, clips and film that I've seen that he played with the, while with the Eagles, I'm – I'm thinking that once he get acclimated with us for a few weeks, I think he could be someone that could uh, that could really um, be in the rotation with with reps and, and could push, you know, to get some some quality time with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I, I know on the Twitter feed that was put out that um, you know he pretty much was one on one without safety help against Julio Jones and and more than and held his own outside of one play where. They was able to get an extra blocker on him for a screen play that Julio broke for a touchdown. But the five or six plays before that, that that was shown his reps, uh, he was right in his hip pocket, um, stayed with him stride for stride. And you know, you know, Carolina fans know, you know, we've been, um, you know, we've been struggling trying to keep up with Julio Jones for a while. Ever since he dropped that dreaded three hundred on us in twenty sixteen. Yeah, Jay, no. And I was in Atlanta for that game and drunk myself heavily afterwards. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so and then finally we got the seventh round pick rounding out the cornerbacks here, uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver the uh, third. I like this kid. I think he's really he's he's gonna need some time. Might be a couple of years, uh, but I, he definitely has the tools that it's gonna take to uh, make plays. Primarily, he's he's gonna see a lot more reps on special teams than he admitted that as much mm. with his recent presser that he has. But, you know, hey, you you own the 53 and you're going to be starting. You're going to get it. So hats off to you. You know, not not many seven-round picks can say that. No. You know, several teams got their seven-round picks, you know, on the practice squad, and you're on the 53. So it's definitely, uh, definitely good to see him uh, have a chance. We're talking about somebody that started out as a receiver and converted to cornerback while in college. So he's still raw. He's still learning. But, you know, with the coaching that we got and the position coach that he has, uh, like I say, just give him a couple of years. And I think we're really going to see something with this kid. But for now, primarily special teams, who knows? He might get some spot reps in certain packages uh, because he definitely has the ability to get his uh, uh, hands on the ball. So it's going to be it's going to be going to be interesting to watch him play over the next couple of years. So. Uh, that's the that's my assessment of the uh, cornerbacks that we have. I, I know it's probably the most position that's got the fans feeling like it's going to be the probably the biggest weakness of the defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm already looking, for, I'm already expecting growing pains heavily. But once we get through them growing pains, I think that we're going to be we're going to be just fine. But you know we got to go through it. And no, they're not going to get cut after a bad game. So let me go ahead and just dead y'all <laughs> on that right now. You know. All these so Madden just, fans. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's all I got for you for is uh, what I see on the cornerbacks for you, Tim. Right on. Right on. Good breakdown, man. Uh, Will, let's, let's, let's look at them, them heavy hitters, them SS and the FSs. Strong safety, free safety. What's good? It was safe, when it's free safety, it's no surprise who's there. I mean, that's Trey Boston. Yes, sir. Signed a new contract extension. And I just, I mean, it's just a, such an underrated player. Yes. I mean, it's all he consistently ranks as one of the best cover safeties in the league. I mean, he's up there with the best of them year after year and just never gets the recognition he deserves. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, we're pretty solid at, at free safety spot with Trey. It's one of the more mm-hmm. positions I'm most comfortable about on this defense, probably. A strong safety, you're going to have Justin Burris. He played at Cleveland for a few years, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a very I think because Cleveland's not on TV a lot, he's probably not a big name that everybody wants. But mm-hmm. I mean, he could play, man. I mean, the, he's had an outstanding training camp. He's the vocal leader of that defense. He has the ability to play strong safety. He can cover in the slot, so they can move him around as well. He has that similar flexibility that Jeremy Chen has. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think this could be a potential under the radar type baller that we have at that safety spot. But what I'm fascinated at the safety position is the depth. I mean, behind Trey Boston on the depth chart is guess who? Jeremy Chen again. So what do we know? Jeremy Chen's your nickel Sam. He's your outside linebacker. Now he's also your backup free safety. So look at the skill set that his kid has. I mean, they're going to put a lot on his plate in year one. He's just going to be all over the field trying to make plays. Backup strong safety, though, was, I think, our first roster surprise. Guess what? Surprise, surprise, another rookie, <laughs> Sam Franklin out of Temple. Uh, Matt Rule recruited Sam, but he didn't get to coach him. He took the Baylor job before he got to uh, – uh, actually, no, he play, coached him his first year at Temple. But he didn't play much that year. But then Matt Rule left his sophomore year for Baylor, and he played under another coach for his next three. <laughs> Guys like Sam Franklin, I think they're great stories this year because, if you recall, because of the COVID situation, all the pro days were canceled. So these guys that aren't at these big Power Five conferences and didn't get senior bowl and combine invites, they didn't have a pro day to show off their talents and maybe go from an undrafted free agent to maybe a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. So guys like Sam were at a significant disadvantage heading into draft day, and there was so much uncertainty on whether they would get picked up. And then they're not going to have an OTA and minicamp to prove yourself in front of the coaches. So you pretty much had the month of – August to really show the coaches what they can do on the field. And Sam Franklin stood out because we had a fifth round pick that didn't make the roster Kenny Robinson because when Franklin was making more plays on the ball, playing with a high level of energy, contributes on special teams. Mm. And that's what you see at his tape on Temple as well. He has that similar skill set to Jeremy Chen has where he can play 
in the box is kind of that big nickel, nickel Sam type player. He can play strong safety, free safety. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can cover for, he's 6'3", 210. So he can probably put some weight on, you know, he's the next couple of years, get up to 220 before, you know, he becomes more of a, starts competing for starting roles on the defense. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's just another versatile, outstanding athlete that Rule was able to find. And I think the familiarity helped just to be able to overcome everything this offseason and be able to land on the 53 roster. I think that's an accomplishment in itself. So behind... So at free, so there's one more safety. So we got Trey Boston, Justin Burris, and Jeremy Chin also as the second string safety. Sam Franklin as your backup strong safety. Also on the depth chart, guess what? Another rookie. Hmm. This is Miles Hartsfield out of Ole Miss. Now, Hartsfield, another great story. He was one of the best college running backs you'll ever see. Well, not college, high school running backs you know, you'll ever see. You'll just watch his high school running back tape. I mean, it's... Hmm. Just amazed at the kind of athlete this guy is. At Ole Miss, he gets converted to defensive back. The reason I say defensive back is because he plays all the spots. I mean, he's played outside, you know, boundary corner, outside corner, nickel, both safety positions in the box, so deep free safety. So just the versatility and athleticism that this kid has just landed him a roster spot. If you look at training camp, Hartsfield got reps as running back in the scrimmage and scored a touchdown. Then he turned around, played defense, and got an interception. <laughs> All in the same scrimmage. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> and again, another guy that didn't get to have a pro day, didn't get invited to the combine and all of that, so he couldn't show off his talents and athleticism in front of scouts. So, he, another roster long shot, was able to make it. I just think because of the performance of Sam Franklin and Miles Hartfield, you know, unfortunately, our fifth round pick, Kenny Robinson, who I also like, don't get me wrong. But he just didn't have enough room for him on the 53-man roster. So they waived Kenny and brought him back on the practice squad. So we'll have time to develop and take his time before he gets brought up and tries to contribute. But, man, you just look at, as we're going through this roster, all these rookies, you know, I mean, I think we counted Gross Matos, Brown, Chin, Troy Pride, Sam Franklin, Miles Hartsfield. I mean, that's six uh, rookie players on <laughs> defense that are going to see significant actions and then uh Kara's got Bravion Roy another guy that's going to rotate in and out mm -hmm. so I mean seven rookie players that are going to see significant reps this year so yep. you know that's something we got to I'm excited about that you know it'll be interesting to see how these guys adjust to the program and we need them to play well and mm -hmm. play with discipline play with energy and make some plays for us so that's what I'm excited about this year with this defense no doubt, man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be significant, folks. Um, now, now, folks. I mean, again, we, these guys are young. They they're gonna they're gonna make mistakes. It's the NFL, folks. You know, you got you got you got these these coordinators. You know, just just coming up with all kind of des designs and things of that nature to get these these young these young players to look one way when the ball is going the other other way and things of that nature. So you know, they're gonna fly around and make mistakes, but they're gonna be flying around. You best believe that. These guys are coming in hot and fast. Um, I, I, I dare say potentially this is probably going to be um, a pretty good, pretty good defense to stop the run. That's for darn sure. And if you're in third and long, <laughs> if you're in third and long, you're going to have time to step up in that pocket on a seven seven step drop. She. <laughs> boy, you're gonna have Mount Rushmore coming right up the pike, Jack. <laughs> you, boy. Speaking of which, man, hey, um, so Vegas Raiders, um, uh, did they pick up Mariota? Yeah, he's on IR, so we're gonna be seeing Derek Carr. Derek Carr, okay, yeah, okay. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about talk about this uh this Vegas. Uh, Carolina matchup. Uh, Kev, um, I guess you want to um, touch briefly on the Raiders in terms of uh, what, what they got coming at us. And uh, uh, Will, I guess you can jump in and uh, uh, tell us what you think the Panthers are going to, to do to counter counter that. Go ahead, Kev. Take it away. Yeah, so we're talking about the, uh, the brand new slash old Las Vegas Raiders, formerly of Oakland. Um, you know, this game is definitely something that 
not only because it's the first game of the season, but, you know, I'm going to be able to have some fun with it, you know, family-wise, because uh, my daughter's mom, she's a Oakland fan. She's mm. uh, she, grew, she grew up in Oakland. Mm. So, you know, she already been popping her gums a little bit. I told her to put a jersey up on it or leave me alone. So, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, look at this team. You know, you, you got a team that's, that made some good improvements. They went from 4-12 and to 7-9. and mm-hmm. They actually was uh, in the playoff pressure, but they lost five of their last six games. So that kind of took them out the mix. So, yeah, you know, for a good part of the season last year, you know, they was, they was playing well and they was uh, playing in contention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's you know, just that's just how it is. But, you know, we've got Chucky, aka John Gruden, you know, back at the hand for the third uh for the third year, back with his second stint with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about him, he loves himself some quarterbacks. He got Derek Carr. Had Mariota, but he's on IR. Not sure who the backup quarterback is. Mm-hmm. But for this game, I you know what I anticipate you know, seeing a lot of second-year running back Josh Jacobs, uh, who was, I think, the top running back selected in the uh, 2019 draft. Um, last year, just as a rookie, he had 1,150 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. And um, he had about, you know, nearly 90 yards a game. So this kid is definitely no slouch. Okay. So he's someone that's definitely going to be someone to work look out for on offense. Matter of fact, I would say that's the main primary is – is to get it because you know what teams like to do on the road, establish the run, establish tempo, and and t- and try to take out your elements. So, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't be surprised to see a, a heavy dosage of Josh Jacobs early and often uh, with uh, with the Raiders here. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone that I really didn't know much about and picked him up in fantasy and ended up becoming a huge playmaker is their tight end Darren Waller. Uh, he posted a career high, eleven hundred and forty five receiving yards, which was second among all NFL tight ends. Think about it now. Wow. Second in yardage and tight ends. We're talking about what? Kels, Kittle. I mean, you know, uh the tight end up in Baltimore, Andrews. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 talking about a guy that was you know, that was right up there in the midst with all of second. them. Second. Mm. So so mm-hmm. yeah, so we definitely our linebackers and safeties, yeah, they they definitely going to have to uh, definitely pay attention to, th- to this guy. Mm-hmm. So you know they got some weapons, you know, the that you're going to look out for. I believe they drafted out of South Carolina a wide receiver. Um, was it? I think it's Edwards, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a Brian or Braylon Edwards. I can't think of which one, but he's the wide receiver out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he's a rookie, but He's suspected to see significant snaps uh, with them as well. So this definitely won't be no easy game by no means. As we all know, no game in the NFL is easy. I've heard and seen several Panther fans think, ah, it's just the Raiders. We got this in the bag. No, sure. no, no, no. Okay. You know, let's let's not forget about that game back in 2016, Tim, when we went out to Oakland and it was back and forth, but you know, just just too many mistakes too many to overcome. Mistakes. To yep. you know, you know, back then when it had Khalil Mack, he strips sat Cam right before halftime to got yeah. the touchdown, and yeah. and uh, yeah, the BS. yeah, man, you know, Tobel letting that cornerback stop him on on third and short. Yeah, I forgot about that, man, bro. So Jesus. yeah, so we owe we uh, we owe the Raiders for for that one. So for sure. uh, that's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, far far as on the um, you know that's the offensive side, uh, you know of it. Uh, I'll let Will, you know, he can speak on the um, defensive side because they got some defensive uh, playmakers. But you know, overall, this is going to be a good challenge for us. I mean, it's the first game in the Matt Rule era, and I definitely think that you know, in spite of not having a crowd there, which you know, which a lot of teams are going to have to start off with, this would be a good chance for us to have a position to go one and zero. So it'd be something to look forward to because if I'm not mistaken no Carolina Panther head coach ever won his first game so this would wow. be something that would uh that could potentially be something that we've never seen before wow so yeah so that's uh that's all I got as far as the Raiders from the uh, from an offensive point of view right on right on right on well Will how we're we gonna how we're we gonna counter this man how we're we gonna stop stop that run and uh uh, and that that tight end that's definitely going to be a problem. 
Yeah, I mean, with the run, it all starts up front. I just want to see better gap discipline. I mean, that's going to come with KK, Derek Brown, rotational guys. You know, edge set need to set the uh, block. Defensive ends need to set the edge. You know, linebackers need to do their jobs and fill gaps. And we just got to – I mean, that's the kill to be the key this week. If they have a very good interior offensive line. I mean, Incognito still there. Mm-hmm. Who's a veteran guard who's, you know, down and dirty, plays solid every year. They got a great center. So, I mean, Derek Brown and KK are going to have a tough draw this week dealing with that Raiders front. I mean, they got a lot of – the, they're a lot like us. They have two rookies starting at receiver, Brian Edwards, who's more of a big target, and Henry Ruggs, who's a 4-2 speedster. Mm. So, I mean, I can expect maybe we're going to see Dante Jackson shadow Henry Ruggs. He typically does well against speed receivers more so than the quick, shifty guys like Calvin Ridley. So that may be something right up his alley where he can have some success there. He, they got um, Hunter Renfro, more of that slot receiver guy, who's I think Derek Carr is one of his few remaining receiving targets. So, I mean, it's, we'll see how they adjust. I mean, they have Derek Carr's got a, basically a new receiving arsenal compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Tyrell Williams, their wide receiver at 600 yards and 600, 600 yards and six touchdowns is on IR for this season, so he won't be playing. So they're going to have to rely on rookie receivers or we're going to be relying on rookies on defense. But I think it all starts with stopping the run. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a guy who I think could potentially lead the NFL in rushing yards this year. Wow. And they're going to, they know what our rush defense was last year. I mean, I think they're going to try to come out, set the tone, and try to see what these gross mottos and Derek Brown and these young guys are made of. So that's what I'm going uh, to be looking out for. I want to be able to stop the run you know, contain Josh Jacobs. I think Jeremy Chin, the reason we got him is to match up with guys like Darren Waller. So I think Chin's size and athleticism can make that a good matchup for him. But he's, he's not going to be easy, though. He's got his work cut out for him. I mean, he's a tough draw, especially for his first game. But that's the reason why we got him to do for matchup purposes like that. But overall, I just think it starts with stopping the run, put the ball in cars' hands, make them beat us. You know, get after them, get pressure on them, and try to make some plays out there. Right on, man. Right on. Dig it, dig it, folks, dig it. Now, um, obviously, I think I think we probably are stronger on the offensive side of the football. Uh, Kev, how, how do you think we're gonna gonna uh, attack this uh, Vegas defense? Yeah, well, with this Vegas defense. I think the formula is going to have to be old school football, to be honest. You know, hit them up in the middle. Uh, I feel like their defensive tackle, middle linebacker area is an area that we can target, in, uh, particularly in the run game, because on the edge, they got some talent. Let's, you know, last year, the number four overall pit, you know, Cleveland Fairware out of Clemson, you know, him and another guy named Max Crosby, you know, they together as rookies last year, they had combined 15 sacks. So, you know, our tackles are definitely gonna wow. definitely gonna have their hands full. Like I say, folks, this is not gonna be some some walking apart game. So if you're thinking that you, you set yourself up to be uh potentially disappointed. So mm. on the edges is pass rush situation is definitely where uh their defense can turn to a strength. But as far as attacking them, uh, you know, this would be a good game for Matt Paradis to redeem himself tremendously. I feel like there's yes. opportunities uh, with our interior now, obviously we're breaking in two new guards as well, and with Dennis Daly considered day to day with uh, with the ankle, you know we don't we're not sure who the uh, uh, you know who might potentially be taking getting his snaps, but we know that uh, John Miller, the fridge and right guard that we picked up out of, uh, I think he was out of Cincinnati from last year, mm-hmm. who is prototypical of the type of attitude that. Matt Rule said he loves about his players. So, yeah, that's that's where I see the advantage going at on offense to really get out to this uh, Vegas defense. You know, this is good. This would be a good time to just go old school, back to his temple days. We're going to get lined up, one tight end, two tight end, get my boy Armageddon in the backfield, mm-hmm. and just punch some people in the mouth. You know, establish the tone. This is, this is a game where I get all the hype of all the speed and the wide receivers, but – this could turn into old, old slobber knobber too, in, you know, with both teams because, 
you know, the Raiders want to establish a run because they're on the road, you know, based on, you know, typical, you know, protocol for teams. And as, you know, and as the Panthers, you know, go, um, it's all about establishing an attitude. You know, we're no longer, we're not going to be punked. Uh, we're not going to be just ran over and did like we've been done the last two years. So, you know, I can see this a game where, you know, it's going to be a lot of collision in the trenches and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, me and Larry, you know, we can't wait to break down the, the trench game after this one because it's going to definitely be a lot of a lot of battles there. But, yeah, that's why I see the uh, the uh, advantage being is just line up, punch them in the mouth repeatedly and constantly, you know, and get that play action going mm. because, you know, they see Bridgewater put that ball in the back of the McCaffrey. They coming up. You sit back and wait on McCaffrey if you want to. Shit. I, you know, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> I, uh, okay, yeah. Look, you. Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sit, sit back in that zone if you want to. All right, cool. Oh, my God. Like I say, you, you can pick your poison how you want it. Woo. But definitely, so uh, that's where that's where I see that as the, uh, where we can uh, get at him at a little bit here. Uh, also, on, on defense, you know, they got a lot of players coming back uh, as well. Safety, uh, John Abram, who's like a, a old school thumper, strong safety, just crush everybody. You know, he's coming back from a, uh, a shoulder injury. So um, I'll let Will talk about the, uh, def- the you know, linebackers and uh, defenders, you know, secondary defenders of the, uh, of the Raiders. But, mm. yeah, let's line up and punch him in the mouth and run it up the middle. I, that's where I see our advantage at in this game. And uh, Will, uh, where, where do you see our our advantages, and uh, can can we take advantage of that Vegas defense? Yeah, I mean, we talked about our young secondary. I think they're in the same position. I mean, rookie Damon Arnett from Ohio State won a starting job, so they're going to be starting a rookie corner. He has a broken thumb, so he's going to be playing in a cast during that game. So he's not going to be able to press effectively. So that should give DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson or whoever he's lined up with on that outside mm. some advantages there, get some free releases, be able to um, make some plays there. They got another young corner, Trayvon Mullen, who's in his second year. So I think their corners are, I won't say they're the weak link because I think they were both talented prospects coming out of college, mm. but they're young and inexperienced. So we might be able to take some advantage of them there. Uh, they got picked up a very good free agent, Corey Littleton, who used to play for the Rams. If you remember him from week one last year, he tore us apart, mm-hmm. had one outstanding game against the Panthers. Sure did. And I think he also had a very good Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yep. I mean, he's a very athletic outside linebacker, can rush the passers, solid in coverage, pretty athletic as well. So, I mean, that's another strength I see on their defense. I think with Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, Cleveland Farrell, they're both both stout against the run. So maybe, you know, we punch them up in the middle, soften them up in the middle as well. I, Cleveland struggled a bit as a pass rusher his rookie year. We'll see how he's evolved there. So that matchup with Okun will be interesting. But they got talent. They got a lot of young, talented pieces just like we do. I just think it's going to come down to who makes less mistakes, who's not going to turn the ball over. Who's going to make the plays when it counts? So we'll see how it comes down. I can see this game going into the fourth quarter real close. It's going to come down who makes the plays, who makes the better adjustments at the end. Mm. Facts. Straight truth right there, folks. Do not, I repeat, do not ever underestimate your opponent. You will be sorely mistaken for doing so. This is the NFL. We're going on the road. Might as well call it a West Coast trip. First game in the first game of the season, during all this other craziness, do not underestimate your opponent. I mean, we, we got we got some we got some players now. We got some, we got some uh, uh, we got some weapons on both on offense and defense. But folks, this is the NFL. All right, just make sure you tune in to watch the game and support these Carolina Panthers. By God, that's what you need to do. Uh, time and station, anybody? We're on CBS at 1 p.m. East Coast time. Word. It's an early game out there then. Interesting. Interesting. Definitely. And another thing, Tim, you know, this is going to be a coming here and playing in Carolina, even though the fans want me, this going to be a, a lot of homecomings for several players. you got several Clemson players that's on this team. You know, Farrell, Mullen, Renfro, mm. uh, Tanner Muse, uh, guard John Simpson. Mm. Um, 
is going to be here. And also from ECU, someone that a lot of Panther fans want us to draft a couple of years ago, uh, Zay Jones. He's now on the Raiders team as well as a wide receiver. Mm. Uh, I think he's I think he's ECU's all-time leading receiver, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, here as well. So they just got uh, – so it's going to be a lot of uh, players on the Raiders team that's going to get some snaps that um, play locally. Uh, they got a, a backup linebacker that went to Greenville College named Nicholas Morrow. Um, their punter, A.J. Cole, went to North Carolina State. Uh, their offensive tackle, Brandon Parker, went to North Carolina A&T. Mm. So yeah, they got about they got about ten, eleven players that's coming back to play um, back in front of the home team, home home folks. Well, would have been in front of home folks, but you know, be back in you know familiar territory. So yeah, they uh you know they gonna have that extra energy because you know they 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 know they only come here once every four years. So uh, you know, just be something on the lookout. So so this this is a Panthers home game. Yeah, it's a Panthers home game. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. My bad. <laughs> All right, man. So, God, folks, I don't know about y'all, but I'm super excited about this. I, I am. I'm. I'm so excited. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was a home game or not. I just know there's football on. That's that's all I know. I was just let's go. Let's get it going. Let's do it. All right, folks. Um, I believe we have wrapped up everything we needed to uh, speak on at this juncture. Um, there's nothing else left to do but get ready for that football game, folks. Ah, yeah. Let's go. Um, any parting shots, gentlemen? Yeah, the season's here now, so I don't want to see your mock drafts. I don't want to <laughs> hear none of that. I'm not trying to hear none of that. I don't want to hear pessimism about last year. I don't care how they treated so-and-so. I don't care about your favorite players and what – Jerseys you own and how nobody in your – I don't want to hear none of that, man. I'm in football mode right now. So bring that around me. I ain't talking about that. You know, <laughs> focusing on the Las Vegas Raiders right now. Let's get yes, the sir. wings cooked up. Get your yeah. hot wings, your pizza, your chips and dip, yeah. whatever. Get your grill lit up, burgers, yeah. whatever you want to do yeah. this weekend. It's football season now, man. You know, let's put all that behind us and let's get ready for some action. Word. <laughs> Speak on it. Let's go. <laughs> Kev, you have any party shots? Go ahead. Yeah, and I just want to let our fans know to uh, keep following the four-man rush. You know, we're, we're, our content is starting to pick back up. You know, catch us on the four-man rush website. You know, we got uh, we got some new blog writers you folks got to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jadarius uh, McCrary and also Vince Holmes. You know, they've they started dropping their content and their insights, so uh, make sure you check them out. Um, check them out there as well. So, uh, you know, we're going to have the Monty hot takes. You know, Monty going to make his cameo appearance. Oh, Monty, you know, Monty. we're looking forward to him getting back in the fold. You know what I'm saying? With his bald ass head. But, uh, <laughs> OG. OG Monty Ball. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just make sure you keep following us on, on Twitter. You know, the man behind. The Foreman Rush Twitter account is our very own Will Harris. And, uh, yeah, folks, he, this man is, uh, he's putting in work. So, you know, just make sure you catch us on, on all our social media platforms as, you know, as, you know, that's, that's available. There's, there's no reason why the Foreman Rush is not easy of it, accessible to you in some form. So, yeah, just keep continuing to support us. Uh, we won't let you down. Uh, we're not going to bring you no fluff or no bullshit, but we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you straight. No chaser. 100. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, shout out to the Panthers official account for the follow too. Whoa, that's right, folks. That's the, that's that's how strong that Twitter game is. Believe that. Teddy Bridgewater. We got ex uh Panther fan, I mean Panther players following us on, on Twitter. We got and now we got the official following us on Twitter. But the four man rush is taking over. I'm just saying. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, you know very well who we are. <laughs> yes, sir. It's Panther season, folks. COVID couldn't stop us. That's how it is. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um. All right, man. So, um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for uh, checking out the the Four Man Rush podcast. 
And um, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we really, really appreciate you. Um, and if you're listening to us on uh, you know, one of those many podcast platforms, we appreciate you. And, uh, you know, be sure to, uh, like Kevin said, man, check out, check out the website. Wonderful write-ups. Um, all, of, all of our, heck yeah, all of our, uh, our writers and um, content creators and everything, they, these, these guys have collegiate experience at the football level. I mean, uh, you know, from a football sense, they have collegiate, collegiate experience, folks. They, they know their stuff, and it shows. Um, because we we have some you know highly credible um, individuals and entities following uh, following our uh, our social media platform. So um, you guys are uh, as, in terms of you you uh, kind of folks and fans following us. You you guys are uh, um, in for a treat. That's for darn sure. That's for darn sure. All right. So um, again, thank you so much. Appreciate you guys, and we hope you guys are uh, taking care of yourselves and staying safe and staying well. And I'm um, going to, to enjoy this game coming up. <laughs> Boy, I can't believe it, man. It's time, man. But I was really worried about this season, man. I was like, man, we didn't got no football, man. I'm telling you, I'm going, I'm going to run around the neighborhood and start start hitting joggers. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let me catch you. <laughs> All right, Panther fans. Appreciate you guys. Check us out on www.thefourmanrush.com and all our social media website. I mean, social media platforms, all of the good stuff. And uh, we'll check you out. Uh, on behalf of Kevin, Will, and myself and the rest of the Four Man Rush crew, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, keep pounding. And that's a clear. <laughs> that was fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, it was, man. Shit, we have a game to talk about. Ooh, boy, next week's really going to be fun. Next yeah. week, we're really going to be talking about some shit. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. I'm sitting up here watching this Laker block party, man, while we was doing our wrap-ups. They just blocked, like, four of uh, Houston's shots, man. Like, LeBron just threw James Harden shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.